I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 88. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guests today are Birds of Tokyo. The rock band from Perth, Australia have just released their new single, Superglue which is their first new music for 2021. In today's episode, we're speaking with singer Kenny about playing the AFL Grand Final, working with Stand Atlantic, and the music of King Stingray. Here we go. Our guests today are an ARIA award-winning band from Perth, Australia. After releasing their sixth studio record, Human Design, last year, they've now returned with Superglue, their first new music for 2021. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Kenny from Birds of Tokyo. Good morning, sir. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. How are you? Really well, man. Really well. Um, I'm kind of, like, to be honest, I'm kind of in the thick of, like, that whole promo thing that surrounds new music. Um, but it's all good. It's good to be talking about new music. Um, it feels like it's been a minute. Just due to the whole way things are at the moment. You know, the last last year and a half has been, been a funny one, you know? Oh, 100%. I feel like um, as well as all of that, with how things have been playing, the concept of time in everyone's brain is kind of like slightly warped. It, it, it's like, it feels like a day or it feels like two years. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it really is, hey. Yeah, feel like yeah. It's 100%. Time, time, time's weird at the moment. <laughs> it is a busy time for yourself because, as you mentioned, there's the the new single, which we were going to get to in a second, but um, you're also, I think, probably the busiest man this week because there's the new single and there's the AFL Grand Final uh, this weekend. Yeah, it's all sort of landed together. Um, new music and the Grand Final uh, this week, so... It's very busy. It's very busy, but it's good. It's good. I'm very much looking forward to um, having the single, you know, do its thing, but also the grand final, man. That's, God, that's going to be massive. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, how are you feeling about the, the show? I think, I mean, if you ever get to play a grand final, it's amazing. They are amazing. I think this one, it's just that, a little bit more special given that it's in WA for the first time. We're a WA band. This is where we grew up and where we live. Some of us live these days. And it's just, it might not happen again in WA. So it's just going to be quite sweet. And I think, you know, people at, at this grand final are really going to lap it up and really savour it. It's going to be pretty special, man. Yeah, of course. 
This is um, obviously a music podcast, but I do have to ask just out of curiosity, do you have a, a preferred favourite, a hot tip um, for who's going to win? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like back either team. I sort of back West Coast. But I would like to see the D's have a win. I don't think they've had a premiership in a long time, <laughs> like a long time. That would be <laughs> awesome. Um, I think everyone's got a soft spot for the dogs too. So, and, but I don't know. Yeah, the D's. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's fair enough. Again, not a football podcast, so we won't uh, rely too much on that for the conversation. We are here to talk about Superglue, the brand new single. Um, congratulations. It's a great single. Thanks, man. Thank you. No, of course. It is, um, I feel like, uh, Birds of Tokyo have this incredible kind of power, if you will, where it, it it's a new song and it sounds new while still distinctly being a Birds of Tokyo song. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, maybe Maybe that's good. I'm glad it feels new because for us there's nothing more exciting than putting out something that is either different or feels fresh or feels new or whatever that is. And maybe just because we've been a band this long, there's just recognisable characters within the writing or within the playing or something. I'm clearly my, my voice, but there's other things in there that, you know, maybe we've formed over the years that are our own now and they're in the songs. So... It might be, as you said, one of the things you touched on, it is a very distinctive voice that you do have, um, and so it might be that as well. The There is a new voice in the mix this time, though. You've got Bonnie Fraser from Stand Atlantic mm. um, on the track as well, which is a fantastic addition to to the single. To I guess to begin with, when you were writing the song, was it always a duet or was it kind of halfway through that you thought, oh, maybe this could... Not even. It, it came like in the last minute. We literally had the song pretty much recorded for real. I'd, I'd already tracked all my vocals that were going to go down and stay on the track and we'd recorded a whole bunch of stuff. And only then when we sort of heard it really come to what it was meant to be, it was like, oh, hang on, hang on, there's something. Is there something else we can give this song just to put it on, a, on another planet? And the idea there of just with the lyric, maybe if we can get someone else to share their side of the same story um, it would be great. And, yeah, and having Bonnie come on board, man, she was just the best to work with. And, and her voice is beautiful on this track, and so are her lyrics. And, um, yeah, she really she really took it to another planet. It's amazing. Is this the first time you guys have collaborated with someone in, in that kind of way? Um, no, we've been fortunate enough to do it once before. Back in 2016, we put out a record called Brace, which was a bit more of a heavier rock kind of angular record. Um, and Haley from the Jezebels and Haley in her own right these days, she featured on that and crushed that track. So we've done it once before. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, it definitely um, has. Well, again, not that you guys had any issue with like putting out good quality music, but it's definitely, um, I guess, elevates it to to another level with uh, those female vocals on there. 
Totally, and and it's, and it's it, when you get it to 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 work, it's 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 a beautiful thing because you don't always know how two voices are going to sound together. Like you, you really want to find that beautiful sort of uh, complement within the voices and the character and the voices at work. And thankfully, with Bonnie, she's just got such a beautiful voice, and I love where she sort of put a voice in this track because in Stand Atlantic, they're a pretty you know, big sort of uh, hard power punk pop thing. Um, and she sings a certain way in that, which is awesome. But here I think she just maybe she found a bit of space just to sit a little bit more vulnerable with things. And, yeah, it's really worked out. It's really cool. It was um, when I saw the, I guess, whatever you want to call it, when I saw that it was Bonnie from Stand Atlantic, I was slightly surprised only because, as you said, it is, while still both rock, different areas of rock, was there, um, I guess, was there ever anyone else considered for the role or for the job or was it always kind of um, Bonnie was the number one on on that list? Bonnie was actually number one and we thought that was going to be a stretch. Like, you know, you you never (laughs) know. Like, you never know how fucking cool you are or not or not or that probably doesn't even matter it's it's, a lot of that shit's just in your own head i was like man she's rad she's got a great voice um would she uh, the the question is with any of those would they be interested and you you never know until you ask um and thankfully she was (laughs) thankfully she was she was she was well into it and she's an absolute champion so it all just kind of worked out yeah yeah that's that's awesome. It's nice when it kind of just, well, I guess, as you said, when it works out. Mm. The um the song is gorgeous. What was the at least from your perspective? I know she wrote hers, but what was the original catalyst for the song in terms of the, um, I guess, the meaning behind it? It sort of came out of left field. I mean, the, the whole song was about you know those old those old feelings of of loss and pain being brought up again almost like you know those ghosts that are always sort of sitting sitting in the background I, I i thought i was done with all that this is like some writing from a few years ago so i kind of really blindsided me when the lyrics came on the page i was like ah oh, man really am, am i writing about this now it's like am i done with all this so i actually balked at the song because of that i was like hang on i don't know if we really need to do, if i need to do this or put this out but as we Pushed through the song and sort of got it together. It actually was making more and more sense that you know these things do haunt you a little bit. Um, and fortunately, I was just falling in love with the song more and more as it went on. I was just enjoying it, and I just sort of saw past that and said, "Whatever, man, just get through it." And then, of course, when Bonnie came on, it was signed and sealed for me, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't shut down or wasn't kind of put aside for the. It's done, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, if, if anything, it was actually encouraged by the band and it just it just hits – songs like this just hit that point where you, you might balk at it because you're about to, you know, expose a few raw nerves again. But within that, getting through that, that's I think that's where you find or at least you can create a space for people to really connect with it and I think that's what's wonderful about songwriting. Once you put a song out like that, what it means to you, sure, but it can really mean a hell of a lot to a listener and really help 
a listener deal or understand or, or, or you know, help them through whatever may be happening there. So, 100%. I feel that um, Beth of Tokyo have always been very good at that in terms of connecting and um, and having that kind of relationship with your fans where you... I don't know. I'm, try, I'm at a loss of words for trying to uh, articulate it, but I feel that in my research, both in prep for today and just in general life before, um, that people, Birds of Tokyo fans were always kind of very, um, I'm using the word again, connected to the band in terms of the, the emotions that they feel and that how it helps them, I think. Yeah, maybe that just comes from a bit as a band, well, I mean, we've been at it for a while and I think whenever we can, we always try and just keep it um, as honest as we can, like our beginnings of songs. Why is this song here? Where did it come from? It, it, it's already been experienced from someone in the band or as a collective. So it's just started with a bit of truth in the beginning and, like I said, expose those sort of parts here without trying to give away too much. Um, yeah. But... I think that's, you know, if you just let it out of the gate at that point, people will will feel that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely um, agree with that. The The new single, obviously, um, we've got that new single now. Late last year, early this year, we had Weekend, I think mm-hmm. late last year. As we mentioned before, the concept of time is a little bit lost. Um, the So we've got two singles. Can we expect possibly a... I guess another LP at some point soon in the future. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, you can. I mean, like, we look at that, though, like Weekend and Superglue, like they are complete polar opposite pieces of music. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is so whack. I think, I think the Weekend was the, our first attempt at writing without having access to each other. Um, we all live in different states um, and the last year and a half has proved extremely difficult to actually get together to share that creative space. So the weekend was the first time we tried to write like that and, and get something together and I don't know if we got that right. It was just very new and difficult and, and, and hard to connect on that thing through the ways we're doing it without actually being able to get in and, and do a thing. 
With Superglue, we had a lot more time figuring out how to get our good, uh, our songwriting communication good through the means we, we have now in our own spaces and our own studios. And I think our communication around that got a lot better over the months. So we, we actually walking in to do Superglue the same way effectively, we we're in much better we had a much better handle on it of how mm-hmm. to do it. So, um, and I think that's probably resulted in a better song, to be honest. But um, yeah, we have some other stuff written, or sort of half written. That can be a record, but I, that's next year stuff, man. We still can't get access to each other properly at the moment, so it's probably a next a next year thing. One thing at a time. Yeah. One thing at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you found, um, so obviously we'll leave any form of new record out of the conversation, but just in relation to what you were saying with recording over Zoom or like not being able to be in the same room, have you found that um, obviously there's there's maybe a lack of chemistry there, but that it what takes, what previously took you a certain period of time now takes much longer to kind of get that same uh, I don't want to say product, but that same kind of feeling, the same kind of uh, end result. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. It does because through our writing processes, whether they're singles or, or, or records or whatever, usually from go to woe, there's a few periods where we all meet together along the way. We get in a room and we all work together on whatever part we're at, right? So there's always that connection going on there as songwriters and you also get to play and play the song in and all that sort of stuff in, in studios. So the, I mean, we miss that. The band really misses that. Um, and just because we're here in our own spaces writing this way, you just have a bit more time on your hands. And sometimes that's constructive and sometimes it goes against you. You can sit there and just, you know, wallow in your own space and agonise over a stupid word and you're just like, ah, oh, we're in a room you would just knock it out like you'd have someone to bounce off and get that done. So that's the plus about being in a room. But also, too, here, you sometimes you do have a bit more time and freedom in these spaces to let something digest, uh, sorry, gestate a bit and let it sort of come to you and then you're like, ah, actually, hang on, boom, this is really good. So both ways, man. Yeah. No, that's very fair. Would you look at, I guess, kind of continuing that even once border restrictions, everything else are done with both having pros and cons, would it be something that you'd consider maybe for future records having it done both ways, if that makes sense? Or is it absolutely? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. um, When I was recording vocals for Superglue, I was literally in a studio in Perth and I had um, my producer with me and then our, our producer, Scott, the band's producer, uh, Scott Horscroft, on Zoom here, and then Adam Spark, a guitarist and producer, on another Zoom screen, all running through um, audio movers so they could literally get my real-time takes and we'd sit there and go, yeah, cool, that sounded good. So I was like, oh, shit, is this the future? Do I never <laughs> have to leave home again? I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> so... It's a bit of that. I think there's going to be a bit of that. But, of course, as we were just discussing, along the way with any creative thing, oh, man, it's good just to get in a room and hack it out. Like, it really is. So Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, hopefully we won't see you in hologram in any tours soon. Hopefully we'll still get you out of the house in a live setting. <laughs> that would be perfect. That would be amazing. <laughs> the... Um, the where are we now? I think the end of the year still touch wood. There's no change on them yet. Um, 
you're going on tour with uh, birds are going on tour with Keith Urban um, yes. come December. It might be a bit of a redundant question, but are you looking forward to to getting back on the road for an act like a proper tour? Absolutely, yeah. I oh, mean, we yeah, like I'm lying if I'm saying I haven't missed it. Like it's we really enjoy touring and those shows. They're like arena stadium sort of shows you know around the country so it's just going to be massive um so very much looking forward to that um it's a chance for us to bring what we can to the to places and spaces like that so itching for that as well um fingers toes everything crossed come on <laughs> like come I on. Haven't. yeah we're very sorely um well, I think everyone has been missing shows and I think that especially artists and everyone behind the scenes have been missing shows as well. So touch wood that um, these go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I can say that that is a, a thing and that is very real. We were just fortunate last month to do a WA tour, WA only. There's enough of us in WA to make it work and it was just great. Like we went up to, for everything from the south to like Albany right up to Broome and did all these regional shows, and it was just wonderful to get in in rooms again with people who've been missing music and we've been missing playing, and it was just this wonderful, wonderful rolling love going on each night in different venues of everyone just having a good time. So, yeah, very cool, and we'd like to get back to it. Did you find any changes to the audience in terms of... um? some people we've spoken to some in WA actually um, found that audiences were a little, maybe not hesitant, but you know, they weren't as gung ho to be like in, in it as much, if that kind of makes sense. Um, some of the places we played that definitely didn't happen. That did not happen in Broome or Onslow or any sort of <laughs> very deliberate regional tour. They were gone. Bash it, man. Um, and then some of the shows on that last run, the type of thing were theatres, these beautiful theatres around the around the um, state, and they were supposed to be seated. And I reckon that lasted about six songs, and then people were like, "Fuck it, we're, we're standing up." <laughs> and, then just, and then you see all the, you see all the ushers or whatever come. They're like, "Oh no, no, you've got to sit down." They're like, "Yeah, well, he's not, she's not, so we're, we're not doing it." <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. So I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I like that about regional towns, though. They don't give a shit. They're just up for it. It's <laughs> rad. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I feel that, yeah, when um, when COVID hit and there were shows, a lot of shows were all seated. And for some bands, that just isn't suited. And I think that um, at the beginning, that's fine. And still, very respectful of COVID protocols and everything else that it is, it comes a point where you just kind of want to get up and enjoy the music. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember the first show we, God, this is going back a year and a half ago. We've just as COVID was, well, the lockdowns at the end of the first round, we went and played a show in Wollongong, in Wollongong Theatre. Um, and it was literally a sit down. It was like, you know, a lounge act and a dinner show. It was wicked. <laughs> To a point because people are still like, yeah, come on, but they're all seated, seated around their beers and their wines. And that was the first one we did. And I remember going, oh, 
fuck, okay, that was all right, but is this is this what we're gonna do until we get back to normal? <laughs> I was like, oh wow, this is gonna be different, but it's starting yeah. to change. You know, that's good. Again, as we said, it's just the sooner we get back to normal with gigs, the better. Um, mm, right on, man. Kenny, usually we would ask our guests um, what they're currently listening to, if there's an album or uh, some tracks on your record player or a streaming service that are getting a thorough um, listening to. Good question. Good question. Man, I'm all about Shazam. Let me look what's going on. Oh, God, there's a killer track out from um, King Stingray, their new one. Yeah. Ah, what's it called? God damn it. Anyway, check out King Stingray. Those guys have got a killer vibe going on. I really love that new Polish track, uh, sorry, Polish club track. Is it called Whack? Whack, Whack I think yes. it's called. Awesome. There's something about that that brings me back to some, I don't know, high school vibes that I was listening to back then. That's really, really cool. Um, God, I'm just, now, now I'm just going through my – ah. Oh, this Baby Metal Karate? Have you heard that track? <laughs> I I do know who Baby Metal are. I haven't heard the track Karate, but I I know who you're talking about, yeah. Man, Check out like karate. Baby Metal's not my thing at all. Like, like I know, of course, you know what it is, but it's I just can't give my, my brain around. But there's that track, Karate, is mental. Check it out. Yeah, right. It's mental. Definitely will check out that track. And, um, yeah, King Stingray, I imagine in just what we were talking about, uh, in relation to going nuts at gigs again, I have a feeling once everything's lifted, those um, those shows for the, for those guys are just going to be absolutely mental. Oh, for sure. There's something really, really good happening within that. Um, I'm loving it. And, oh, yeah, man, bring that on. God, let's yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Kenny, thank you very much uh, again for your time today. I do appreciate it. Um, congratulations on the single and congratulations on the grand final. All the best for Saturday. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your time as well, man. This is um, this has been rad. Thank you. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Kenny and Birds of Tokyo for their time. Superglue featuring Stand Atlantic is out now. And we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the single. We also want to give a huge shout out to Miriam at EMI Music for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.